to another exquisite, beautiful, marvellous episode of That Tattoo Show. I am one of your hosts, Chris. I am hot, I am sweaty because it is fucking warm today. And my co-host, Paul. I'm the host. (laughs) (laughs) He's equally as hot and sweaty as me. Uh, I've literally just sucked my hair out of a top knot. Yeah. Because I, I just couldn't cope in here for the day. I was like, I've just take this top knot down though. I look like one of those weird Ibiza hippies on the beach <laughs> doing uh, doing karate kid moves. So yeah, welcome back guys. We've yeah, got a good show back. for you this week. I know because I've already seen it. Um, we're actually yeah. tagging this intro onto the front of the episode because uh, I won't bore you with the technical. We fucked up as usual. Well, we had a, I don't know. We had a bit of a technical gremlin, um, which <laughs> meant that the um, audio was a, a bit of a mess for the first 10 minutes, but the conversation was so good that we didn't want to rec- re-record it. Again. So we're sitting down and turning lemons into lemonade uh, because this allows us to record the news as near to Sunday as we possibly can. So this will be, you know, hopefully pretty current news. Hopefully. Uh, obviously, if you're watching this in four years' time, this is it's not current not... news at all. This no. happened four years ago. It's old news. You know? So I guess with that, it's time for the news. Chris! You, bro! Still not funny. What's in the news, mate? In the news this week. Okay, so if you don't know who this guy is, I don't know what's wrong with you, but uh, Sneaky Mitch. Right, Mitch. Awesome tattoos from the UK. He's had his Instagram account cloned, so if you have seen it, the clone account, make sure that you report it and also just be aware that you'll fo- make sure you're following the right one i will put the links to the correct account below here now right so just wait just for a second so you've got time to read that now i will put links to the fake accounts if you could do mitch a big favor and head over and report that as a fake account that would be absolutely amazing and you know because a cloned account is a pain in the ass for us because these people they, they they contact people they take messages they arrange sponsorship deals all that stuff it's just out of order do you think instagram is letting it happen so we have to be verified then we have to pay the monies to instagram Become a blue tick person speaking of fake things next up in the news I don't know if you've noticed it, but I've definitely noticed it. There has been a bit of an influx since the release of Mid Journey where certain tattoo artists, there are quite a few of them, have been using AI to to create completely fake tattoos. And I mean, not just a tattoo, the actual body it's on, the background, everything. And they've been using those images to kind of like get clients. People have managed to get onto tattoo conventions with it. And people have even managed to, I don't even fucking know how this has happened, but they've managed to get magazine features using completely non-existent tattoos that are created using Midjourney and other AI platforms. Now, the good news for people like us who do genuine tattoos <laughs> and bad news for you fake motherfuckers out there is Google... Let me just get my phone so I can get the word in right. Google is now trialing a digital watermark to spot images made by artificial intelligence in a bid to fight disinformation. So it's developed by DeepMind, Google's AI arm synth ID will be able to identify images generated by machines. It works by embedding changes to individual pixels in images so watermarks are invisible to the human eye but detectable by computers. They did say it's not foolproof against extreme image manipulation. Uh, as the technology evolves, it's becoming increasingly more complex to tell the difference between real images and artificially generated ones as uh, BBC's bite-sized AI or real quiz show. 
So I suppose it's a case of saying your time is running out for all you people that are using AI to create fake tattoos. It's about time though, because some of those, yeah. I mean, you've sent some to me and I've, I've seen a few online. I mean, there's even redness around the skin and needle marks in them and all sorts. Oh, it's, it's fucking really, wild. It's like, really hard to tell, even if you're a pro tattooist. I could tell though. I've looked at so many. <laughs> I, I, I think if, if you use Mid Journey, a lot of people tell me that, that it has a look. Oh, it's got a style. You know, magazine editors and convention organisers must be finding it very, very hard for, for them to tell the difference between the fakers and those of us that are doing it for real. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before some poor client, because that's the person who's going to suffer first, right? You know, is going to go and get something. And they, end up, they, they went in for a, you know, like a fully rendered, yeah, realistic yeah, and piece they can't that, do looks, it. that looks amazing. And then you get a stick man. You know, I mean, it's going to be awful, isn't it? You that's know? what I don't get, where people are using AI to make fake tattoos and presenting that as they work. And then somebody comes to your shop or goes to see you at a tattoo convention or something and you just cannot do it. It's like, how the fuck, like, what, what, what the fuck? Like? What the actual fuck? If you can see behind me, I've got a nice little pile of stuff. That pile of stuff is going to be part of our 10K giveaway because we hit 10, 10K subscribers. I don't know if you know this, but we did. We did. So we've, we've been putting together a bundle for some one lucky motherfucker to win. I've been reaching out to a lot of people and I was chatting to one of my very good friends over at Killer Inc. Hi, Chris. And um, he was like, well, why didn't you have two? So thank you to Killer Inc. We have a second bundle. Just hang on a minute. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that. Wait till you see what they've given us. So this is going to be announced on our Instagram in the next week or so. It's going to be the first giveaway of our 10K giveaways so instead of one bundle we've got two bundles the first one is going to be this one supplied by killer inc so massive thank you massive oh so what are killer inc giving us to give away to you guys i haven't seen this by the way he, he wouldn't tell me what this was when we were we were just prepping for the show a couple of minutes ago we went i'm not going to tell you until we're actually on camera so <laughs> yeah. this reaction is actually my real reaction because i have no idea what's coming so are you ready paul <laughs> yeah i'm as excited as they are all right so first of all we've got a roll of recovery bandage nice like you know aftercare film we've second also skin. i think we're all calling it second skin now aren't second we? skin or whatever you want to call it we've also got some recovery stencil lock nice there we go that's like stencil fluid we also have a few packets of the eco tat sample stuff oh that's nice of them to send that even though we gave it a terrible review I know so yeah we got like <laughs> Thanks, four guys. packs of those no hard feelings it's actually really good and as a product it's actually a really good product I actually use the uh, clipcord sleeves all the time we've also got a pack or a set of Thomas Carly you can't say his last Thomas name Thomas Carl world famous black and grey ink set Good set that is. It's a good set, is Steve. Yeah, and and check this one out. They've also given us a brand new FK Irons One machine in the case. There we go. How much is one of them, Chris? Because you'll know. How much is one of them machines? Oh, I in I think they're like six, seven hundred dollars. These ones because they're it's like not bad. the budget wireless tattoo machines. So these ones are the ones that you actually have. Uh, they've actually gone and you know you can 
change the battery. Good idea. So very similar to some of the other ones on the market. So yeah, there we go. So that's the first giveaway. Now, the details of this giveaway are going to be announced on our Instagram account. Once As is all out. our competitions are, they're yeah. all announced on the Instagram because it's impossible to do this on YouTube. So we head over to the Instagram. It will be just there. Yeah, head over there. Follow us if you don't mind. That would help, you know, our, you know, fight with the algorithm. Uh, and all the details will be the there. The case is nice, mind. It's a nice case, isn't it, that? It is a nice yeah. case. So, yeah, so that is the first giveaway. Uh, an FKIN's one wireless one machine. Some fucking world-famous ink. Uh, recovery, aftercare, film, second skin stuff. Stencil fluid and some EcoTat things as well. So there we go. Thank you to everyone at Killer Ink for supplying this. Like Thank I said, you, Killer like Ink. And to all of the companies that have, you know, by extension, have had their stuff supplied. So, you know, thanks to World Famous, thanks to FKI Irons, thanks to EcoTat, you know, thanks to Recovery. That's it's really great of you. Even though you probably don't know that, that, that Killer Inc. are giving the stuff to us. But, you know, thanks uh, by extension. You know, thank you very much. Appreciate I'm it. I'm going to make a reel going through all the stuff in detail and we'll bang that up on our Instagram and then we'll have the post then on how to win it all. Do you know what we should try and do? If like if other supply companies like will do things like Killer Inc., maybe we could do ten bundles for ten k. Maybe we could find nine other supply companies. Are you a supply company? Would you like to be part of our ten k giveaway? Would you like to supply a bundle of goodies for clients. one of our uh, viewers? Clients, <laughs> viewers, uh, hit us up that tattoo show at gmail.com you know when you just every, every yeah. I say client and tattoo when I mean you know car and customer and things like that you know I do it all the time uh, and so with that it's time for your comments so David Appleby artist said screw you Paul <laughs> my painting colour theory is not wrong and I'm like listen David it's alright to be wrong it's okay um, screw you, RBY boy. Uh, CMY is the way forward, and I'll say that with the humour because he's only he's only uh, making a joke. Um, but he's actually talking about the. Um, if you haven't seen the episode, uh, I was talking about a controversy that has raged between colour theorists for years about whether you should use the primaries of red, blue, and yellow, or cyan, magenta, and yellow. It's a huge argument. Uh, it goes on and on and on. It's one of those circular kind of arguments. Um, and it's, uh, I think it really depends. I come from the printing world, learned colour theory as a graphic designer, and so most of it was in the CMYK colour space, so it makes more sense to me. Uh, you're absolutely right, David. Both of them work, and you can use them uh, interchangeably, and I, I use both of them all the time. Um, I think the important thing is to um, understand that regardless of all of that, coloured tattoo ink is not paint. It's not quite as pure. There are mixed colours. Um, and he, I think, uh, I think um, he does ask a good question. He says, out of curiosity, do any tattoo ink manufacturers display their pigment codes anywhere for their colours? That information would be really useful for things yeah. like predicting colour shifts when mixing. Uh, thanks a lot for the episode. It's a re it's really great and put across really well. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I hope you got something from it, but it sounds like you already know your colour theory. 
Um, no, yeah. not as far as I know. I don't think they. Yeah, no, they do. They, 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 they do. They, yeah, it's yeah. They, they have in Europe. They have to know. One of the benefits of REITs then is that they will have to put the colour codes on there. So. Solstice from Eternal uh, ingredients, yeah. and then you've got the the CI numbers. Then so CI seven seven eight nine one CI. So that's the colour index number. So you will be able to check what pigments are being used in your inks. Okay, comment number two is off. I ate farming 477. <laughs> Great name. Great That's username. Fucking quality. So it says, Hi guys, amazing show. And I've ordered my color wheel after watching and downloaded the book from Tattoo Smart. I'm new to all this and just learning old dog new tricks. I've yeah, always man. been into Don't art. I see it as just learning to use a new pencil slash paintbrush. So appreciate all your help to make these videos for the community. Doing our best, man. Uh, yeah. It, do you know what? It kind of is like using a new tool, but it's using a new tool on paper that moves, cries, screams, bleeds. <laughs> I've always thought that a tattoo machine is near nearer to a sewing machine than anything else I can think of, to be honest with you. But it's, um, Dremel, because, isn't it? Because of how it produces. Well, no, because the Dremel doesn't retract, you know. So it's, No, yeah, I know. It, oh, what I mean, it's like, the, you know, you're holding something big and... Bulky. <laughs> That's what she said. But it's, yeah, I think I was talking to somebody about this uh, uh, in London at the weekend and, um, and I was saying that's, you know, that's, that's the thing when she was a sketch artist, young sketch artist who's starting a career as yeah. a tattooist. And I was saying that was, you know, for me, that was like the biggest thing was the acclimatising to this new tool. That, and there's yeah. things that you can do with a tattoo machine that you can't do with a pencil or a brush and vice versa, really. You know, you can't really lie a tattoo machine down on its side and shade like you would with a pencil and things like that. You know, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of things to learn. But old dogs can learn new tricks, so don't yeah. be put off. Just know that you can. You know, old dogs can learn new tricks. What, what, one of the things that you can do with a tattoo machine that you can't do with a pen is if you have annoying neighbours that have been fucking torturing you for many months and then decide to come into your shop one day for a tattoo, you can get revenge with a tattoo machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can't with a pen. Okay, so our third comment comes from Roy Tumbalaka. Uh, I'm fairly confident that that's how he says his name because I think he's confirmed that we are not butchering that name for once. Thank you. No. Thank the Lord for that. And Roy says, thank you so much, Paul. Well, you got to thank Chris as well, because Chris just shut up for an hour while I was talking, you know, which is actually much more difficult for him than you might think. To be fair, I did have, I did make a couple of comments which were relevant to yes. the topic, but Absolutely. somebody said something mean about it. Uh, luckily, you've got the magic fuck you button. <laughs> yeah, fuck you button. Scream into the void. Thank you very much. Yep. Okay, do you want to read the um, the, the fourth one? Uh, this is off B23 Photography 5. Very informative and colour wheel now on order. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to share your knowledge. Can I just... Can no I just, problem at no all. No problem at all. We should have got a load of Tattoo Show branded colour wheels yeah, or, <laughs> and or sold them to everybody. You can just do what I do. <laughs> Fucking use Google or just Google colour wheels every time you need to check. It's much better with the analog <laughs> device. It's much more fun. Yeah, I know. You know. I worry fucking um, around. You know, uh, B2 Photography 5, B23 Photography 5, that's uh, that's kind of what we're trying to do, you know, um, trying to take our knowledge and other people's knowledge and share them uh, with you as much as we can. A little bit more on that later because at the end of the comments I've got a, a bunch of, um, I've actually got an apologies and corrections section, but I'll explain that in a minute. On to 
comment number five. I, this one made me laugh. TJJ, no, TJ Joker 6563 said, Hugh. Hugh are you? Hugh you. Hugh you too. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. Whatever. Uh, I, I, I guess I agree well, with well, you. What yes, was that in relation to? Well, 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 uh, <laughs> that's why I read it because I, I went, okay, uh, I don't know. I'm not hue, sure. There's, there's no saturation, inf- brightness. So the hue of the colour. What were you referring to yeah. as? No, all colours are hues. We refer to all colours as hues. Technically, that's what they're called. So red is a hue, blue is a hue, green is a hue, yellow is a hue. They're all colours. All pure colours are hues. Um, but I, I just thought the, I just thought the, yeah, I just thought the comment was funny. It was a bit like going chicken. In the- right. <laughs> so it's <laughs> fucking random. So AZ Tattoo is up next. They say, I don't use colour ink very often, if at all. I started tattooing in the 90s in prison, lol. <laughs> when I got... <laughs> fuck, I love the fact that you had a lol at the end. <laughs> when I got out, I got apprenticed and didn't like doing colour tattooing. Never have. I've seen some bad reactions to colour inks. They've put nasty crap in ink over the years, heavy metals, cadmiums, etc. Um, I just think black and grey works the most amazing. Bold will hold. Maybe I can learn something new today, but I've never been a colour fan and I probably suck worse than anyone out there and I've not tattooed anyone in years and I still like coil machines and eat nothing but red meat. Keto, in fact. Lol. <laughs> That's your problem. If you eat vegetables, right, maybe you'll be good at doing colour tattoos. And then he goes on to then he goes on to say, I'm here for the show to watch my five my two favourite tattooists. We Brit accents. Okay. Yeah, this see, this is the thing. We don't say. Well, I don't know if I think Chris does it. I I don't. I, I don't pronounce the two T's in the middle of the word tattoo, because with a British accent, if you do it uh, and you go tattoo, you sound like an yeah, owl tattoo. all the time when you're saying it. So I just say tattoo, um, because Ta-oo. we go. I, I like your tattoo, tattoo, and I'm I'm always aware that I sound like an owl when I do it. Americans don't. It sounds great when Americans do it. We just say tattoo, like we say motor. Yeah, but this this is the mad thing in it. It's like. I don't think there's such a thing as a British accent. They, I think what people call a British accent is a fucking, you know, like a posh down south kind of like, oh, hello, I'm from the UN. No, there actually, there actually is a British accent. It's known as received pronunciation. That's the, the correct name for it. And that is the British yeah. spoken by the Queen. You know, that kind of... You look like you're reading that off notes. You've prepared a bit. Yeah. Oh. No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm just staring downwards. Um, there's a lot of fucking lights everywhere and I'm still a little bit light sensitive after the weekend. If you watch last week's episode, you'll understand why me and Chris are a little bit light sensitive at the moment. We sat, we decided oh, that it would my be, fucking God, well, yeah. I decided that it would be a really good idea to sit in front of a 40 foot high screen that was running promos all the way through the show. By the end of it, I had to go and have a lie down in a darkened room. <laughs> I just wanted to shut my eyes for a minute. <laughs> so moving on. Churchinos, uh, Churchio Simon, 9466. Welcome back to the name butchering section of the show. Uh, it's true. I became a tattooist first. Now I want to go to art school to paint. It's very true cool. for a lot of us, that is, that, that tattooing is our um, entry, our kind of gateway to a love of art. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I know so many tattooists that have started with the tattooing and then have um, and then have gone on to become amazing oil painters and sketch artists just because tattooing has opened up their love of art. Yeah, um, go for it, man. Go to school, learn to paint. You'll have a great time, you know. And 
I think it will improve your tattooing as well because the more knowledge you have, the, the more you can apply it in your favourite art form. You know, it's great. Uh, what's this then? Bad Crow 6693. I say gamut, not mutt, and gif, not jif. Tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Absolutely. However you say it doesn't matter to us. We all understand. They slash uh, them. The, the, the gif thing, in case you don't know. Adobe, uh, we say for, a, a, yeah, Adobe, Adobe. Um, a .gif file, which is uh, commonly used on the internet. Not so much these days. It tends to be more PNG files these days. I call it a GIF. We've got internet now. I always call it a GIF. Americans, I think, tend to call it a GIF. Yeah, but they can't say Craig properly. <laughs> like they, they can't say Craig. Like I'm sorry, and it, like Americans and fucking Canadians, they butcher the word Craig. They fucking pronounce it Craig, and I'm like, I've got a better one than that. I've got a much better Craig, one than that. C- Craig, and I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like Greg, and they're like, no, Craig. I'm like, okay, I'll just spell it. It's like C R A I G, and I'm like Craig. And then they fucking yeah. take a piss oh. out of fucking British people going, oh, but I want her, but I want her. Fucking yeah. learn how yeah. to see Craig properly. Oh, we've touched the nerve here. Um, I've got I've got one that trips all Americans and Canadians up, and that's the, um, if you're in the US, you refer to it as a steak sauce, um, and it, uh, I howl with laughter every time I see an American cook using Worcester sauce. Oh my! In uh, Worcestershire. Uh, uh, Worcestershire. They just can't get the teeth around it, can they? It's you just say Worcester because they try to pronounce all the words. It's Worcester. It's just Worcester sauce. Worcester. That's how it is. I know it's got loads of other letters in it, but we don't bother with any of them. They're, t- they're too problematic. Just say Worcester sauce. That's how we do it. I watch a guy on a Canadian guy, I think he is on YouTube called Sam the Cooking Guy. Does he say Worcestershire? Every time he uses Worcester sauce, he has me in stitches because he just falls over it left, right, and centre. Poor bloke. Worcester. But, it's not hard. Know, it is what it is. Anyway, moving on from the how to speak British section of the show. Oh, here's the, the final comment. There was one more. There was one more. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read it. Say. No, I'm about the fucking so, words. Uh, the one, one, words? one more word that really fucking grips my this shit. This isn't a linguistics channel. We don't need to inform people of how they talk. They, they, <laughs> they fucking can't see it. Twat. I, if someone insulted me with that, I'd yeah. laugh at well, it. I mean, Americans don't like swearing generally. They don't swear nearly as much as us Brits. Um, so, Bad Crow 6693 said, if I, now this, I thought we could discuss this a little bit because yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. If I use water to make grey wash, in theory, I could do the same with colours. So why isn't this common practice? So what they're saying is, if you can add water to black to make a grey wash system, why can't you make a blue wash system? Well, you can. Why, why can't you take blue ink and just add water? You you, you, you can, but it's not going to work the same as uh, as as a as a grey wash. I know it doesn't work the same, but I've no idea why. I just don't do it because I've done it once and it didn't work properly. I my, my, I thought probably the same as you. The, oh no, I do it. If I want to put a, a red watercolour thing in, then I can add water to red and it will heal as a, a, a diluted red. It, and in practice, it, it doesn't really work. It works with some colours, but the majority of colours it won't work with. And so, I've no uh, idea why my, I just my, don't do My it. opinion on it and from my experience is like, you can't dilute it as much as you would with a black and grey wash and, and, and you won't get that same kind of effect as you would with a black and grey wash. But what, you, what I do and have done over the years is... I have watered down colours sometimes. Yeah. Uh, if I want to create a little bit of, I don't know, like separation sometimes with backgrounds and foregrounds. Yeah. So it, it can be done. You can also use it as well if you want to mix slightly. 
yeah, it, it can't you know, be done. If, if I'm approaching, say, like a watercolour effect and I want a colour to fade to the skin, like you would do in black and grey, you would just use a you know your, your lightest grey wash. I, I actually cut my coloured ink with skin tone. I find the nearest skin tone yeah. to the client's natural skin colour. And then, um, and then I just cut it with skin yeah, tone, so I, and I that do seems to work a lot better. I, I do a completely different thing, with, I, I, like different thing altogether. It, it's it, a great thing about tattooing; doesn't matter how you get there, as long as you get there. I'm hoping I'm, uh, this will be the only time I have to have this section in the show. It's time for Paul's apologies. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know by now, we're, um, this is the Wednesday after the London Tattoo Convention where we've been all weekend filming and doing other things. Uh, amongst other things, I was comparing the show. Um, now, if you've never done any comparing, and I'm sure those of you out there that have will appreciate, uh, appreciate it when I say that you're standing on the stage entertaining the audience or attempting to entertain the audience while... Somebody tells you something from over their side stage, goes, don't forget to mention all the sponsors. Somebody here says, don't forget to call the next category. Your mate's also on stage going, we're on Instagram live, say hello to everybody on Instagram. Your co-presenter is uh, over there and there's the occasional heckler. So there's a lot going on and it's a bit like being in a sort of plate spinning because you've also got to bring the contestants on, uh, walk them in the right direction to the judges, explain what's going on, comment on their tattoos. There's, there's, you know, there's a lot of balls in the air or plates spinning at the time. So unfortunately, uh, this year, um, I did make a couple of mistakes. So I managed to give the best traditional award to the actual winner of the best small colour. <laughs> so because Perry laid the awards out left to right and because I'm left handed I wanted them right to left so I ended up picking up the wrong award we did sort that out and the, the oh, correct you you being an awkward you being, being an awkward idiot, left handed you. so I managed to do that um, so apologies to that person who, who won uh, best small colour and received best traditional award but we have sorted that out after the fact um, then uh, the second place was given to the third place winner uh, for best of day uh, so the, actually the second place in best of show went to Jamie Lee Knott, uh, who also won first place, uh, in best large color. Um, now that was all of these things I'm talking about were completely my fault. They've got nothing to do with the organizers. It's just me being a fuckwit. Um, to be, so, okay, hang on. Can I just say something in yep. Paul's defense, right? That weekend we fucking barely had any food we were running around like fucking headless chickens filming yes. constantly and you it know there was a lot to take in i think paul at that point had i'm like, a, i'm a big believer if you make a mistake just fucking hold your hands yeah. up and own it so i'm i'm you know i'm i'm going to i don't think the organizers should be apologizing for this this was my fault i made these decisions uh it's all my fault all fault so um i had a Conversation with uh, Jamie after the show, uh, and he was and to apologise to him and 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 sort of say, look, I'm I'm really sorry about that. It was completely my fault. It wasn't the organisers. Um, but during that conversation, because Jamie's tattoos are fucking banging, mm. right? They're beautiful tattoos. I'll put a couple of bits of his work up so you can see it. I said to him, hey, as a kind of apology, do you want to come on the show and and have a chat with me about colour tattooing? Yeah. And he went, oh, I'd love to. So I'm like, and he's actually only up the road from me, so I'm going to drive up to his studio and do like a 25 minutes with, yeah. with him and we're going to talk about colour tattooing and everything, have a cup of coffee and have a chat. Um, he does beautiful, like incredibly bright 
tattoos, like just the, the craziest looking tattoos, and they're they're stunning. Uh, and I think he he would be the kind of person that I could ask the can you water down collared ink question to, and if not, how do you get around it? Uh, and hopefully get us all some tips on putting in colour. Because the thing I noticed about his tattoos, I mean, he's only finished tattooing them about an hour ago, and they look completely settled down. There's no yeah. redness on the skin. That's- and I was like, fucking, that's some kind of fucking wizardry. If I'd done that, it'd still be bleeding an hour yeah, later. The, you know? see, I'd, I'd like to know that, these techniques. That, I think it'd be really good to pick his brains about that's it. That's how I was taught. It's like, you, your tattoo should look like a fucking sticker. It's... It's mm. that thing of like, and you know, I I can only assume that you know he might have the same kind of idea or same ethos as me. Is you hit it once? Do you mean? Well, we'll find out. You know, when he comes when he comes on the show, um, and and see what he has to say. I think it'll be really interesting. Yeah. Now, um, the uh, I've only got a couple more of these apologies to make. Uh, so in another uh, fuck up, and this was just a miscommunication between me and the side stage people. Um, Dan and the guys at Star had got a competition running all weekend uh, to win a prize. Mm. I'm, I'm quite honestly, I'm, I can't tell you what the prize is because I, I don't have any details of it. I managed to close the show and say goodbye to everybody before Dan had called the winner. So to Dan and the guys at Star, I'm sorry about that. It wasn't the organisers' fault. Uh, it was a miscommunication. Um, if the competition winner didn't hear you because I'd sort of said goodbye to everybody and everybody had started wandering off. Uh, let me know who the winner was and what the competition was for and the prize, and I'll put it in next week's show. Just shoot me an email, show at gmail.com. I can only apologise. Uh, I just I didn't know you was uh, doing it after we'd finished the show. Uh, in one final apology, Ellie from the Cheshire Tattoo Show, I'm sorry I was a moody bastard. Uh, it was just the end of a very fraught weekend and a very fraught day with where I... I'd just spent about half an hour apologising to what felt like the entire convention. Sorry I was a moody bastard. I'd had nothing to eat. I'd had a cigarette for about four and a half hours and I'd had a cup of coffee all day. So um, apologies. I found out this weekend that um, waking up in a hotel room with your ADHD Welsh friend is a bit like having a toddler that's got into an entire bag of blue smarties at seven o'clock in the morning and decides to start filming before you've even had a cup of coffee. I am, I am going to, I am going to defend my honour right now and say that you say, you say, we're, while while he's fucking talking about this, let me tell you. You were out of right? bed before me. You were up a fucking. So we're going to the Isle of Wight. We're going to the Isle of Wight show in about four or five weeks' time. <laughs> well, by the time you watch this, it'll be four or five weeks. And Chris said to me, "Oh, um, I'm thinking of getting my own hotel room." And I and he was like, "Would would you be worried?" And I went. No, no, mate, that'll be fine. I'll be okay. Inside, I was secretly going, fucking get in. I uh, was fucking... It's not easy dealing with ADHD. It really isn't, especially when it's not your ADHD. Let me tell you, it's not the easiest thing in the world. You'll see it in last week. Go back and watch last week's episode. You'll see what it's like. First thing in the morning with that. It's Honestly, it's insane. It's like waking up in the middle of the Muppet show. That is a a lie. It's the truth. (laughs) It really is. It is a lie. It is a lie. <laughs> you were literally awake. Paul was up before me at the crack of dawn. And I was like, and he's like, do you want a coffee? And I'm like, no, thank you. I've got medicine. <laughs> Give me five minutes. I'll be yeah, fucking Not work. enough of it. Them meds ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the thing. They were working. Chris, what do you know about varying line weights to uh, improve your tattoos? Well, it, it improves composition. It can help uh, show, uh, you know, depth. Yeah, it's good. 
Are you saying that using a variety of line weights in our drawing provides us with several benefits? Employing line weights assists the, uh, us in directing our audience attention, establishing a, establishing a visual hierarchy, providing contrast, illustrating depth and mass, and improving the readability of a drawing. Is that what you were going to say? You wrote that down, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so line weight in your tattoos. This come up. Uh, over the weekend, there's a conversation I was having with an artist who I forget. I spoke to loads and loads of artists. Thanks to everybody who, who stopped me as I was walking around the convention for a chat. Really enjoyed it. There needs to be more coffee in those chats, let me tell you. Um, but to um, so to the person that I was talking to about this, I said I would put it in the show. Um, we were talking about um, when to use a bold line. You know, if, if you line everything with a three-liner, uh, it's the same as lining everything with an 11 round shader, right? You, if all, now I know with traditional tattoos, everything is, is done as, as my understanding goes with the same line weight. You use one well, line yeah, weight through, but, throughout the whole tattoo, but something like Neotrad and ornamental tattooing, there are multiple line weights, but when do you use them and why was the question? Yeah. So, so uh, interesting thing about that, right? Is like, I, my my opinion on like why traditional stuff was always lined with one fucking line, a singular line weight is because back in the day you'd have to make your own needles, so it's like fuck it, we'll just do everything with the same needle. Um, like now we're well, now we're ahead. I I think even if you do traditional stuff, you can have multiple line weights. You don't need to, you know, fucking be true to tradition. But like say for example, if we if we're gonna use traditional for an example, you know, you can take a trad rose maybe add some more detail so it's a little bit more neotrad uh, and then what you could then do is hence the name neotrad yep uh or new school whatever uh you would say for example use like i don't know let's just say you line most of it with a nine round shader yep and then you could then use like a tight five or an open three to kind of like add little details so in that in that essence you would use the thinner lines to add more details to the piece and the same would go for like illustrative tattoos you know you can have like different line weights just to add more details to the pieces so if you've got something that hasn't yep. got any shading and you're just using like cross hat shading you can use that like different line weights to do that so there's like loads of different kind of things uses. a little bit like i was saying last week when i was telling you or two weeks ago now um because it's only last week for me um and i was telling you that warm colors advance and um cool colours recede and you can use colour contrast to create contrast in your piece. Your <coughs> excuse me, your line weights can be used in the same way to create contrast between the piece. So something with a heavier, bolder line around around it will appear um, more prominent mm. than smaller lines. So adding a thicker line around the dominant objects in your tattoo will it does two things it creates a thing called a visual hierarchy now we're creatures that look for contrast we look to read an image and um and so a heavier line around something will make that part of the tattoo come forward and you know lots of smaller lines will make those elements recede a little so if you we'll take a rose as an example if all the way around the outside of the rose you put a heavy line, it will separate it from the background that it's in. But then in the petals, if you add small lines for the veins and stuff like that, you know, stylized lines for that, they won't take up as much visual space for us. So um, even though those petals come forward, those veins won't push it even further forward. You know, you've got to be careful with mixing line weights. 
because it's very easy to go too many fine lines or too many heavy lines. These days we have the beauty of working with an iPad so you can test your line weights and try them out on different layers and, and see what you want, you know? Another... Um, it's also used... Can I say, another thing with, like, you know, if you're looking like comic book stuff as well, like, another thing with line weight is you can use it to emphasise perspective. So if you've got a, a picture where you want it to look as if you're looking up at something, the lines, at, say, like, say, if it's like a face, the lines at the bottom of the face will be thick... And as it you know, as you create in that perspective, the lines go thinner, and like so that emphasizes yeah. that this part is like in the foreground. So that that's one yeah. thing. Another thing as well, I was just thinking. I mean, normally comes to like new school, like yeah. new school start, new school style tattooing, like utilizing tapered lines. So even though you've got multiple different line weights, like within you could have like small thin lines within the piece to do with the detail but then how do you taper a line how do you taper a line chris because they're going to want to know how do you what what is the technique for tapering a line you know like if you want to get if you draw with a brush in procreate or an actual brush yeah you create the you'll table. notice that with pressure you can make the line thicker and thinner with a brush tip. But right? I sculpt, I sculpt the a, line I do. So I'll, I'll do my initial okay. line and then I'll just kind of like build it up, sculpt it out. That's how I do it. Yeah, I do it by using, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm using something like a nine nine liner um, and I'll as I'm coming to the end of the line, if I want the line to taper, then I will steadily continue the line but lift Deliberately lift the needle out of the ah, skin. Ah, see, you know that's, that's a all. different type of taper. That so what I what I mean is like fat tapers. So like you're utilizing the you're you're creating a you're, you're tapering a thicker line to really thin. Yeah. And what you can what that does that can emphasize the flow of something. So if you've got yeah. like a, the female form, let's say. You can utilize yep. those tapers to really emphasize the flow of the body. Where shadows would be. Yeah. So where, where something would cast a shadow or comes forward, you know, we think of the female form, you know, um, you know, boobs. So where boobs would have a shadow underneath and they can have a thicker line underneath. And, and the bottom of the a, arms. A finer line in, in, in the chest and things like that, you know. So, and that's a, a great way of doing it. So whilst your technique of creating that taper works, it's a completely different tape, yeah. taper. So like I do that taper technique. When While I, I think about it, it's also a really good technique, like lining lining away like this and then slowly lifting out of the skin. Oh, if, instead of going, you know, the line is longer than you're going to, than you're going to make. And you know, you're going to run out and you can actually do that and then start back a little bit further back and taper yeah. into the line. So like go gently into the line to achieve your thickness and, takes a little bit of practice uh i won't lie uh, i'm not amazing at it um if i'm absolutely honest line has always been my least favorite thing in the world to do but it's, it's so it's something that i really have to concentrate on um and we all have weaknesses in our techniques that we that we have to improve on so i spend a lot of time drawing on the ipad trying to get better at lining all the time because i'm and my technique is changing as well i've found that as i'm going along i'm becoming um less left-handed and slowly more right-handed as i tattoo um it's just happened over the last I think maybe seven years. I've just noticed now that I've become more and more almost like right-handed mirror person when I'm tattooing. And so, of course, that changes your techniques and what, what you can and can't do. But it's a good way of doing that. But it's it's really the line weight is for, again, as I, I said to a couple of weeks ago, tattoos are a high-contrast medium. We're trying to get the maximum amount of com contrast out of every single yeah. thing that we do. 
So contrasting your line weights will allow you to bring elements forward and push elements back by using different line weights. So, you, you know, as a simple rule of thumb, foreground objects would have thicker lines and, you know, background objects would have thinner lines. Um, if you use that as a, as a, a starting point, do your drawing in, in uh, Procreate and then you can mock about with it, you know, add extra lines to it, you know. And then when you get up into the super bold lines in, you know, something like some of the um, ornamental stuff that I saw at the weekends, you know, where they're taking something like an 18 round shader and trebling and quadrupling the lines, you know, that gets into some really heavy line work. I love really, really heavy line work. There's a few artists out there utilising it beautifully. Like there's a guy called Mambo Tattooer that does amazing, like really, really heavily, um, real heavy lines and stuff. It's really striking. But if you're looking to make your tattoos more readable, it's all about contrasting colours, yeah. textures, line weights. Also, I think... so you make your tattoos more readable. And that's what we talk about when that tattoo appears to really pop. That's what we're talking about. It's got massive amounts of contrast. Yeah. So the other thing as well I would say to that is make sure that the... You know, even though if you've got like the different line weights in your tattoo to make it pop out, always be mindful of the future and how those lines will spread. Because like you want to make yeah. sure that the spacing is... is the spacing is there in order to make sure yep. that that tattoo will have the longevity. Because like if they it, anybody who's got an old nineties barcode tattoo will tell you that line spread. Yeah, they've got a square. Yeah, they've got a you got a grey square now, you know, basically. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's just one of those one of those things that, that um that they do. Um I do I still maintain that technique um will help that will help minimise that. There's always going to be a little bit of that, but te technique does improve that as I've got better at um, lining over the last 10 years. Um, and it's become something that I'm not terrified of now. You know, it's, it's just something that is more difficult. I find of all the techniques, I find it the most um, challenging. Um, it's much less challenging these days than it used to be. Yeah. But what I've noticed is the line work, now that my technique is better, my line work um it holds up really, really well. Yeah, you know? do you know what? I, what still, I, still blurs a little. It doesn't never yeah, blur. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it always but blurs. It, but good technique. Like I was saying about the dot work, if you put in single black dots, they don't spread as much as grey wash dots and things like yeah. that. You know, it is, there is, you know, it is sometimes the uh, the technique employed as well. What, one thing I will say, right, I, I think what, what we all need to understand is is regardless of how good our line work and our technique is there's always going to be a limit it's like i think and this is going to be for everybody you're going to be the greatest fucking person in the world right a tattooing i think once your client hits a certain age you know the way they your skin degrades as you get older i think there's always going to be that certain point where your body's just like yeah fuck it I, i'm too old now and I think, yeah. and that, and I, I think that's where it's going to happen for people. I, I think it's like a you know, multiple factors, like good technique, people living longer, looking after themselves better. But I think they will always be like that when, like you know, you imagine like somebody that got tattooed when they were twenty, when they're eighty, that that tattoo's going to look fucking blurred out. Like well, I think all tattoos do that. You've only got to look. You know, people talk about. Yeah. I think we've said it on this show. You know, somebody said the bold will hold, and it will up to a point. You know, bold tattoo like. I think yeah. the point of that statement is that bold, easy to read tattoos, as they gracefully degrade throughout your Ooh. life, um, the bolder uh, and more contrasty tattoos will 
will fall apart better. You know what I mean? If you've got something that's that, that, that all the greys are like, you know, 5% yeah, between each other, there's like. much more chance that you end up with just a grey blob. But if you've got things with massive amounts of contrast, it, you know, in 40 years, it may not be the tattoo that you did, but you'll still be able to tell what it was once. I've got a and question for you. Old tattoos, it's always a thing, what's it going to look like when you're old? It's going to look fucking old like me. I got, I know, got, deal with it. i, I got a question for you. Go on then. I, I, any, no, bold will hold, right? Now, what you, like what you just said there, bold will hold, it basically means nice, bold, easily readable, clean tattoos, yeah. right? Do you think, and I think this could be a topic for another video, and if we keep this bit in, write what you think down below and we'll discuss it. Do you think that people have got the wrong idea when it comes to bold will hold? And do you think they're taking it quite literally? As in, like, people go, traditional, bold will hold, I'm going to fucking tattoo everything with an 18-round shader because fucking bold will hold. When the reality is... You're doing a tattoo with an 18 round shader. The lines are going to blur out. So, well, I mean, like, if you're a, if you're approaching a tattoo that's like that big, you know, and and with a yeah. you know, and every line is going to be done with an 18 round shader, and the tattoo's that big, then you, you're, you know, you've got the same problem there with with the, the as it spreads into yeah. itself, it could just turn into a blob. You know, you look at you know 50, 60 year old um, traditional tattoos, which will have been beautiful in their day. But they were all done with done with like a three or five yeah, line but like or? a handmade one that's a bit spread out and everything, and then they spread even further. There's you know a, you know a, a tattoo that's on a back that's bold, done with an eighteen round shader as a liner, is a different challenge than a, a little you know eagle on, on yeah. somebody's forearm. Because so what I, the, the reason why I'm asking this is like at, at the London Tattoo Convention, one thing I noticed there was a lot of people that had you know tattoos that were quite a few years old than in that kind of like that traditional style where what they're trying to do is like they're trying to achieve the the look and the feel of an old traditional tattoo yeah. but now yeah. so they they want to give it the thick bold lines now yeah. when they don't realize a lot of those thick bold lines come with age and i notice they age badly that's, that's my fear with the the kind of pale gray uh, premiership footballer style sleeve where they want they want it to look 15 years old the day it's done but in 15 years time it, you know there might not be much of it left it's going to be non-existent might not be much of it left you know so um, it would be easy to laser you won't even need to fucking laser it you just fucking cover over it easy blow on it it'll come off so hopefully uh, that's been of a little bit of uh, help for you if you're struggling with line weights it was just I can't remember who it was who was asking me about it at the convention at the weekend but um, and I said, well, you know, you have to approach it like you would with shading, like you would with colour. It's all um, it's all a big part of establishing your visual hierarchy and then the things in the foreground, if they're smooth, uh, red with heavy lines and your background is textured in blue with fine lines, you're achieving contrast. Now, if you don't yeah. work with colour, as one of the commenters said, I don't like working with colour, um, it works equally as well in mono tattoos, you know, black and grey tattoos, because having some heavier line yeah. weights in a black and grey tattoo really allows you to pull things forward. You know, we use um, we use shading to create depth and distance. We can actually use lines as well to do that, to give you the impression. You know, pick up a comic book or two. And, and you can and use negative space as negative well. Negative space. It was a beautiful negative uh, space tattoo that was done at the weekend that I thought was one of the... But more about this in our convention report, but there was a... I think it won think it won best to show. I can't remember now. I was having a nightmare at the end of it anyway, so I didn't really, but it was judged 
was judged on the on the chest pace that he got, but the, the two sleeves that he got as well were just stunning. I think it was somebody from No Regrets that won. And it was a nice. Oh, nice was it a fucking aeroplane? An aeroplane, but we got inverted text. But it was the sleeves that I was looking at. They were all healed. They got writing all yeah. through them. And honestly, I'm stood right next to it on stage, and it was as clean as clean can get. I mean, it was so well done. It was fucking stunning. Beautiful tattoo. Beautiful. There was a lot of beautiful tattoos, but more about that in the London Convention Report. We'll yes. tell you more about it. And so with that, it's time for us to leave. Your coffee's gone cold. Uh, it's time to put the, uh, the, the, the today's food in the oven. Dinner's I was going to say chicken, but you might, be, you might be vegan or vegetarian, so whatever you're eating for your Sunday dinner. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us on a Sunday morning or a Monday afternoon, as a lot of you seem to do. Or Wednesday. Or, or you know, Wednesday. Yeah, the video's been out for three days. Where you been? Um, yeah. We upload it <laughs> on a Monday. Sometimes. Um, sometimes we upload it on a Monday. Uh, and so with that this has been That Tattoo Show I've been Paul and I have been Chris who has been tired and tell the lawyer tell the judge tell the priest tell all of the other tattoo convention compares out there that I have a new and deeper understanding of how difficult their job is and with that this has been That Tattoo Show and we'll see you next week it's alright guys I'm off to bed now see you later bye